Thank you so much for your servitude, youth. We just appreciate your worship this morning. Before we sit down real quick, you can sit down. Obviously, you already have. <laughs> I have something that I want to share with you, and I haven't even told my family this. Um, a couple nights ago, I woke up in the middle of the night with the Bible verse in my brain. And the God telling me immediately, turn over, get your phone out, get the Bible out, whatever you have available, read it, read it. And it was Revelation 3.10, and I'm like, why Revelation 3.10? Why? So I jumped in, I'm like, oh, this is God speaking directly to me, but maybe it can apply to you too. Revelation 3.10. This is John's, part of, of course, John's vision of Christ um, and his vision. It says, since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. Wow. You have kept my command to endure patiently. He's going to keep you from the hour of trial. It's going to come in the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. Speaking of worship this morning, the battle has already been won. The battle has already been won. And that's what he's speaking about. It's already been won then, it's being won now, and it will be won tomorrow. So be thinking about that. At this time, we're going to go ahead and cut the kids loose for Children's Church. Feel free to stand up, say hi to your neighbor, and greet them, and come back in just a moment for announcements, please. We have just a few announcements this morning, so we'll dive into them real quickly. Uh, first of all, we have Pastor Gus sharing today. We're so excited to hear your message, Pastor Gus. Thank you so much, brother. We appreciate you being here this morning. Uh, just a reminder of Wednesday nights. Again, we have Touchpoint with Pastor Steve in the morning. Make sure, and Joyce, check that out. The title of their message currently is, Lord, help me in this trial. That's interesting. Um, jump, jumping from the Revelation scripture that I just touched on. Um, 6 p.m., we have Amplified Youth. Don't forget to be there at, or be square youth. We got it going on. That's a, such a fun event at night. Um, and also kids' activities as well. Uh, we also have a 6.30 p.m. women's Bible study. So if you're looking for that, be in contact or just show up at 6.30 um, for that event. You are, we are also looking for someone for, um, to work with the elementary kids. So if you need if you feel that desire, you want to serve, make sure you get in touch with Kathy Cootley, please, at 218-586-2365. Again, kids on Wednesday nights, that's what we need help with uh, during the teaching time. Upcoming again, uh, events, if I can slow my speech down, on Sunday, October 15th, we will be observing the communion, so be ready and prepare your hearts for that. We have Hallelujah Night. That's coming soon on Wednesday, October 25th kind of our alternative Halloween celebration or event there, 5.30 to 7.30, right here at the church. It's always a great time for kids and adults. There's going to be games, popcorn, snacks, and prizes. If you volunteer to help in the past, they'll be reaching out to see if you'll be willing to do that as well. Make sure you contact Kathy Cootley or Joy Airholtz and let them know if you're willing to help. Uh, but one thing Joy told me to emphasize today, they need candy. So if you are willing to volunteer and, and, or provide that and, uh, and offer that, that would be great. They need candy for the event, uh, but to contact them for any volunteer help that you're willing to offer that evening. For this morning's, uh, I suppose, giving message, the Lord has been speaking to me through First Peter. I'm actually, in my devotions, I'm already... We kind of brought all the way through Second Peter already, but I wanted to backtrack and continue talking about 
Peter and leave off where I left off last time. If you could turn with me, I'm in the NIV, 1 Peter 2, verses 1 through 10. Verses 1 through 10. Joy Lickety Split, I think she got it on the overhead, Max, so if you can see if you can get it up there, that'd be great. But if not, no big deal. Again, 1 Peter verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good, grow up in your salvation. You can get the idea that we're always a project. Right? We're growing up and we're always being, we're never going to be getting there, right? On earth, there's so much about us that isn't there yet. But when we meet God, when we're there together, and also Jesus takes care of the gap between us and God. As you come to him, the living stone, Jesus, God, rejected by humans, again, talking specifically about Jesus, chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Again, are being built. It's not you have been built, you have been made. You are being built constantly in Christ, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and that one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. For you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may Declare the prizes of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Today, there's so much talk about identity. There's so much, who are you? Who am I? You watch all the social media, it's trying to define yourself in the world, right? Peter, through the word of God, just defines it right there. In verses 9 through 10, you are the chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into the wonderful light. Once you weren't part of his people, now you are. Once you hadn't received mercy, now you receive mercy. But calling even further up into the verses, talking about how the living sacrifice of Jesus Christ himself, and we are supposed to imitate we are supposed to long to be like Christ, right? So this morning, I kind of challenge you this morning. What is it going to be your sacrifice this morning? You heard what your identity is, how precious you are in the love of Christ. Your identity is in him. But today, what is your sacrifice going to be? Is it going to be servitude? Is it going to be a witness to others? It's going to be, is it going to be standing tall in the face of adversity? Is it going to be supporting the church? Is it going to be? So just think about that. What is your sacrifice going to be? And are you going to do it joyfully? Right? Are you going to do it joyfully? Because that's what matters. God wants your heart to be in it. You'd rather know your heart and have you a pure heart as you give 
and as you sacrifice in your daily work and daily life. This morning, let's bow our heads and we'll pray over that. Father God, we thank you for our identity. We thank you that you have made us perfect in your eyes, Father. Although the world is so imperfect, the world, and we are built as sinners. This is who we are. We appreciate and we love and we worship the fact that Jesus Christ died to cover that gap, to get closer to you, to be the ultimate sacrifice for the sins that we've committed, Father. Father, we ask that today you guide us in our hearts and minds so that we can be closer and we can be like Christ to the best of our ability, that we can love all, that we are committed to loving you and we are committing to witnessing to others. We pray over this morning's offering. We pray over this morning's gifts so that it can be used to further your way and your gospel. In your wonderful, amazing name, amen. One other uh, quick announcement. Um, we have a glorious gift outside of the doors, right in the foyer there. We have bags of apples. Would you please take one per family, please, if you get a chance and you'd like that. Again, a wonderful gift this morning shared with us. Pastor Gus, come on up, sir. Praise the Lord. Pastor Steve is on a mission. Praise God. So we just pray for Pastor Steve that God would give him strength and wisdom, strength to finish the race that God has called him to. Hallelujah. Don't forget your pastor, lift him up in prayer. The Bible says, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Sometimes it's hard to rejoice. You watch the news, especially the news today. Israel is at war. They have declared war on Hamas. Hundreds of people have already been killed in two days of fighting. And yet, the Bible says rejoice. Earthquakes in Morocco, earthquakes in Afghanistan, Hundreds, thousands of people have been killed. And yet the Lord says, rejoice, for this is the day that the Lord hath made. And here we are in northern Minnesota, the land of the free and the home of the brave, the land of ice and cold, and here we have beautiful weather. You know, New York is underwater. They're going to get hit again. And yet here we've had the most beautiful summer. We can thank God for that. We just need to get to that place where we can thank God at all times because he does not change. And neither do his promises. I remember John Osteen, he would say, lift up your Bibles and shake it, make the devil mad. 
This is the word of God. God speaking to me. And every promise in this book is mine in Jesus' name. And in the chaos of this world, we need to find a place to stand. And the only place to stand is on God's word. When trouble comes, and trouble does come, you need to find a scripture that speaks to your situation. And if you want to put power to that scripture, then you need to speak it in faith, in prayer to God, so that you lose the angels of heaven. And that word becomes life. It takes on life. The power of heaven begins to back it up. We just need to believe that the word of God is true. The Bible says that God is love. That he loves us. And he's calling us back to himself. He's calling us for such a time as this. God has spoken in his word. He's spoken to each of us individually. And you won't find out what he has for you unless you open up this word and read it and put it in your heart. And God will speak to you through his word. He has a message for us every day, a fresh word. My word today is rejoice. Rejoice and be glad. Because in spite of everything that's going on in the world, in spite of the chaos around us, God loves us and he's still in control. And his promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. That song this morning, we know how the story ends. Hallelujah. We know that in the end, Christ will give us the victory. We know that in the end, Satan is defeated. He was defeated. 
When Christ died on the cross, his power was broken. So I just want to share with you some of the promises of God. I want to build your faith. But you need to take this word as a personal word for God, for you, for your life, for this day, for this hour, that the promise has not changed, it's for you. And the power of heaven stands behind the word to back it up. Oh, hallelujah. I want to start in Psalm 68 this morning, verses 18 and 19. Hallelujah. Oh, it's not up here. It's up here. Thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. Thou hast received gifts for men. Hallelujah. He talks about gifts. A gift is something you simply receive. We need to open our hearts to receive it. Not something you go out and buy, not something you work for, it's a gift. It's given freely by God. Hallelujah. And verse 35. O oh God, thou art terrible out of thy holy places. The God of Israel is he that giveth strength and power unto his people. Blessed be God. The Bible says he has given us strength and power. The Bible says that when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall receive power. It's the spirit and the anointing of Almighty God himself. It's not power. You know, we think of Pastor Dean, you know, the weightlifting champion. It's the power of God that moves in the unseen realm to change situations in our lives. We don't always understand what God is up to. We don't always see what he's doing. I remember once a group of us were preaching the gospel in the streets in a town in Mexico. And a group of people got really upset with us. We were preaching Jesus. We were pe preaching the power of the cross. And these men came toward us. And I could tell that they were going to 
pound some sense into us. And they were big men. They were taller than me. But when they got close to me, I could feel, I just had that overwhelming sense that there was two huge angels standing behind me. And when the guy got close to me and he was going to hit me, something grabbed his arms. And I could see him struggling. And he got this strange look on his face. And he backed away from me. And that was the angel of the Lord. I've had that happen to me more than once on the mission field. I've seen it happen when people tried to, they tried to rob me. And something would stop them. And, and they couldn't get to me. It's like there was an invisible wall between us. And something grabbed a hold of them and held them back. We need to believe that the angel of the Lord truly encamps about us. He's there. Sometimes more than one. You don't see what's going on. But the Bible says, the just shall walk by faith. And God has called us to believe. We believe what was done on the cross. We believe in the power of the blood. And yet we weren't there when Jesus was crucified. And yet we believe. And so we've been called to walk in faith. And just believe that God is with us, that his word is true, that it's for us, it's for this hour, that he loves us, that we are special to him, that our names are written on the palm of his hands, that he has the hair of our heads counted, that he knows us, The question is, do we know him? Do we know how much he loves us? Do we know what God wants to do in our lives? Do we believe that his word is true? The Bible says in First John, in John, the gospel, he said in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that was Jesus. But Jesus somehow abides in this word. He speaks to us through this word. The promises in this book are his. 
They're for us. And God does not change. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2.8. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Oh, hallelujah. Some things are free. The Bible says, and you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Free from sin. Free from the powers of darkness. Because Jesus set us free. And the Bible says that he has given gifts unto men. And those are free. Oh, hallelujah. Proverbs 3, 1 through 6. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Oh, hallelujah. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them upon thy neck. Write them upon the tablet of thine heart. Mercy. Not judgment. Mercy. Sometimes we ask for judgment for other people. We want mercy for ourselves. But if we have the heart of Christ, we'll cry out for mercy, even for those who persecute us even for those who have done us wrong, we'll say, Lord, have mercy on them. Forgive them. Reveal yourself to them. Reach out and touch them, Lord, with your love. Surround them with your grace. Grace, unmerited favor that God has given us. By grace are you saved, not by works, lest any man should boast. We are saved by grace. Not because we're good, not because we have done anything great, but because God is a good God full of mercy. Verse 4, so thou shalt find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. And sometimes we need godly wisdom. We don't know what to do sometimes. But if we'll follow God, if we will walk with him, if we will fellowship with him, if we will stay in prayer, 
If we'll stay in the word, if we'll not be led astray by the chaos of this world, then God will lead us and he'll guide us. When you have to make a decision in your life, you don't always hear the voice of God. But you know down here on the inside, you'll feel a green light that yes, God is calling you to go this direction and not that direction. And quite often, it'll be the opposite of what your friends are telling you. It'll be the opposite of what the world is saying. But we need to learn to follow the Spirit of God. God makes a way where there is no way. But it's a faith walk. And we need to learn to walk in faith and trust God and believe God that his word is true, that his promises are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 6. Bless the Lord of my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord of my soul. Forget not all his benefits. What God has for us are good things. But we need to learn to receive them. And we receive them by faith. We receive them when we walk with him and follow his commandments and turn away from the darkness of this world. The Bible says, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thine diseases. You know, the Bible says that all things have passed away that all things have become new in Christ Jesus. And Satan keeps trying to bring up the past. But God has covered that with his blood. God has erased that from the book of life. We need to forget it and move on with God. Casting the past behind you. Running the race and looking toward the prize of the high calling of God. Oh, hallelujah. Believing that God, yes, has heard your prayers. That things are about to change. 
because God is faithful. He hears your prayers. He wants to help you. He is the helper. Help is on the way. You have to believe that. That you are not alone. That the host of heaven stands behind your prayers. That God quickens you by his word. He quickens you by his spirit. The Bible says that if that same spirit, can you get a hold of this? That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. The power, that same power that brought Jesus back from the grave dwells in you. That is the power of God, hallelujah. And you can dim that power when you grieve the spirit. And that's why we need to learn to guard the words of our mouths. That everything we speak should be in accordance with his word. Oh, hallelujah. Help is on the way. We need to believe that. That God, when we pray that God looses the angels in heaven to come alongside us, to help us. The Old Testament prophet said, it's not by power nor by might, but by my spirit. We don't always understand what God is doing. But we just need to learn to trust that he honors our word. He honors his word. He honors our prayers. Hallelujah. He has redeemed my life from destruction. Galatians, the Bible says that he has redeemed me from the curse of the law. I have been redeemed. I've been saved. Made whole by the blood of Jesus. Empowered by his spirit. Redeemed from the curse of the law. And if you read Deuteronomy, that's sickness, poverty, and death. God has redeemed us from spiritual death. He has given us new life in Christ. That spirit of poverty over our lives has been broken. God wants to bless us. But it's up to us 
to walk into those blessings. We do that by faith. We do that by trusting his word. We do that by following his commandments. We do that by walking in close fellowship with him, meditating on his word, meditating on his promises, staying in prayer, seeking God. Oh, hallelujah. You know, it's fall in Minnesota. And we all know that cold is coming. And there are certain things you need to do to prepare for winter. Make sure your car is running good. It needs a headball heater. It needs new tires. It might need an oil change. Sometimes we need an oil change, hallelujah. We need some fresh oil in the spirit of Almighty God. We need a little shock treatment sometimes. God gives us that too. We know the frost is coming. You know it's time to pick those tomatoes and dig those potatoes. Because winter is coming. We need to get ready. You know it's time to cut firewood. We prepare for what's coming. In the spirit realm, we need to prepare. Read the book of Revelations, find out what's coming. We live in a chaotic world that seems to be falling apart. And yet we have faith that God is in control. When Hamas attacked Israel yesterday, they were not prepared. They didn't see it coming. We need to be prepared for what's coming in our lives. God knows what's coming. But it's up to us to get ready. He can lead us, he can warn us, but only if we hear his voice. The Bible says he will lead us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That his word is a light to our path. It's a lamp to our feet. But we need to learn to trust God. I thank God for those days that I was on the mission field where I had to learn to trust God every step of the way. One pair of pants, one shirt, Toothbrush in my pockets. That's all I had except the word of Almighty God. 
a price on my head for preaching the gospel. In a place there were no doctors, there were no roads, there was no televisions, there were no banks, no restaurants, no hotels. I had to walk in faith and believe and trust God. And God was with me every step of the way. And as I began to proclaim the word of God, God backed up his word. We saw mighty healings and miracles. We need to get to that place where our faith is in God, not in our money, not in anything we own. The Bible says that the form of this world will pass away, but my word will not pass away. We can trust the word that God has given us. Psalm 8, uh, 103, verse 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, bloodiest in mercy. He is a merciful God. The Bible says he is slow to anger. Doesn't say he doesn't get angry. It says he's slow to anger. There is a point where judgment does come. He gives us time to repent. No, I was thinking about something. You know, people that I dealt with, people that I ministered the gospel to years ago. A mother and a father that had a set of twins, beautiful twin babies, a boy and a girl. And the mother, well, you know, the mother loved them both. But the father said, feed one of them, let the other one die. And I thought, how could anybody be so cruel? But when you get into pagan culture, they have strange traditions. And the mother came to me, she says, what should I do? People would come and they would say, give me one of your babies. She said, but I love them both. I don't want to give them up. The father was saying, feed one, let the other die. But 
But here's the judgment of God. I went back to that village and I met that mother 20 years later. Her kids are grown. In fact, not too long ago, the son called me from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The, the girl, she's married, she's got kids of her own. But where's the father? He refused to bow his knee to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he met a terrible accident, and he was killed. Another lady, her husband would get drunk. He'd beat her unmercifully. He'd chase her like a wild animal with his machete, and he'd cut her. And his wife would tell me, that she would bleed like a wounded deer. You could follow the trail of blood where she ran away from her husband. And you ask, well, where is that husband today? When I went back to the village, his wife was alive but he was dead. He met a terrible accident. God is merciful, slow to anger, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't get angry sometimes. And judgment does come. And so we need to learn to stay in faith, stay in prayer. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. Grieve not the Spirit of God. And that's our walk with Christ. Don't grieve the Spirit. We grieve him by the things we say, the things we do, by the things we think sometimes. The Bible says that he who looks at a woman to lust after her has already sinned in his heart. But when those thoughts come, we can reject them, we can bind them, we can cast them down. The Bible says casting down imagination and every high thing that would exalt itself over the knowledge of Christ. We need to learn to cast down those thoughts. Oh, let the Spirit of God well up in our hearts. Hallelujah. Just learn to praise God at all times. Hallelujah. We get so busy in life that sometimes 
We don't have time to read the word. We're all, we're all guilty of that. I just want to share some scriptures with you this morning. Just think on these scriptures. Meditate on them. But claim them as a promise of God for you, for your life. God wants to move in your life. He wants to answer your prayers. He wants to manifest his glory in the church. You know, there are times, you know, the Old Testament, when Solomon was dedicating the temple. The Bible says that the glory of God filled that place so that the priest could not stand to minister. Oh, sometimes that glory does come like a cloud. That's what God wants to do. He wants to manifest his presence in our lives. And we need to open our hearts and receive what he has freely given us. Hallelujah. You know, some preachers say that faith does not move God. It only reaches out and appropriates what God has already given. You need to reach out in the spirit and say, I'll take that. That's mine. And I'll receive it today. Exodus 15, 26. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Genesis 15, 15 says, you shall be buried in a good old age. Exodus 23. And I will take sickness from the midst of you. And the number of your days I will fulfill. It will be well with you, and your days shall be multiplied and prolonged as the days of heaven upon the earth. If you can believe, then all things are possible to him that believeth. That's Mark chapter 11. Behold, I give you authority over all the enemy's power, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's Luke 10, 19. John 6, 63. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. The word is life. The Bible says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. 
that the spirit and power of Almighty God abides in that word. When you speak it, you release that power over your life, over situations in your life. But it's by faith because we trust and believe that God is real, that he hears us, that his words are for us, that his words are light, that they have power. John 14, 14 says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And 3 John, verse 2, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health. That is God's will for you. That is God's promise for you in this hour. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Thoughts of peace. We are in God's thoughts all the time. How about that? Do you believe that? That God is watching you? He's watching over you? He's trying to help you? He's trying to bless you? There's only one obstacle. You can blame it on Satan if you want to. But the problem might be right here in our hearts, in our lives. It's not him. He's not holding back the promise. We just need to get in agreement with the word of God. Focus on him. Amos 8.11 Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the word of God. And I believe that there are people searching for an answer right now. Some of your neighbors, some of your friends, some of your family. There's searching. There is a thirst that only God can quench. There are people who need to hear the good news of the gospel. There are people who need to hear your testimony, what God has done in your life, and you need to reach out to them. Deuteronomy 7, 9, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him, and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Oh, hallelujah. The faithful God, who keepeth covenant with his people, who honors his word, who does not forget his promises. 
Ephesians 3, 18 and 19. That Christ dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge beyond understanding, that you might be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. And we trust and believe that when we receive that spirit of the living God, that he comes and dwells within us. That is the power that's working in us. It's the power of God Almighty. It's the power to change us. It's the power to anoint us, to restore us, regenerate us, to heal us, to give us new strength in Christ. Hallelujah. So we've been redeemed. Redeemed from the curse. There's an old song that says, I'm not under the curse, for Jesus has set me free. For poverty, wealth. For sickness, health, since Christ has redeemed me. Oh, you just need to get a hold of that promise. I'm not under the curse, for Jesus has set me free. For poverty, wealth, for sickness, health, since Christ has redeemed me. Oh, can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. Rejoice and be glad. <clears throat> you know, the old preacher said, that there is a balanced scale, praise and prayer. And sometimes, you know, we pray and we pray and we pray and we cry out to God, but we forget to praise him. We forget to thank him for what he has done. And when our praises reach our praying, the answer will come. Old time Pentecostals learned to pray through. And that meant you prayed until the answer came. You didn't always see it. But you, know, you knew that you broke through in the spirit 
and God had heard your prayer, that answer was on the way. And when that happens, you can praise God. Hallelujah. You can quit praying about it and just start thanking him and praising him because he is God and he answers prayer. Because he loves you. Because he knows you. Because you're written on the palm of his hand. He knows you're going in and you're coming out. But sometimes we forget the fellowship with him. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open that door, and that's the secret. We need to learn to do that every day, every morning. Open that door. Invite him in. He said, I will sup with you and you with me. He will fellowship with us. That means he's going to talk to us as we talk to him. That builds your faith. Staying there in that place where God is right there with you. Where you know he's there. You know he hears your voice. He said, I will be with you in trouble. I will never leave you nor forsake you. But I will be with you until the end of time. He's here now. Let's just stand up as we close today. Say this with me. Jesus, I believe that you are the son of the living God. That you died for me. That you're here with us now. That you stand in our midst. That you reach out and touch us. That you walk among us. That you speak to our hearts. That you give us faith to believe. Say it, Lord. I believe. You hear my prayer. Whatever that is. Take a second. What's on your heart today? What God has put on your heart? The trouble in your life? The Bible says, casting your cares on him because he cares for you. He already carried him on the cross. But you by faith need to receive the answer. Lift it up to him. Say, Lord, I give it to you now. And I trust that the answer is on the way. We just thank you, Lord, right now.
for touching us as we go with the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a little fresh oil in our lives, that oil of the Spirit, that anointing that breaks the yoke. Lord, I just plead the blood of Jesus over everyone present, over their families and friends, their neighbors. We speak health and life in Jesus' name. So rejoice and be glad, for this is the day that the Lord has made. So let's go rejoicing. There's no meal today, but there is coffee. There is fellowship. And the Spirit of the Lord is here. And there is strength in fellowship. Hallelujah. So let's rejoice and be glad. Because Jesus is here. Hallelujah. And if anyone would like prayer, we are here to pray with you, for you. To bind that situation in your life. To call forth a miracle in the name of Jesus. So enjoy the day. God bless you. You don't want to leave. You don't have to. Stay in fellowship. I've got one response. I've got just one. With my arms stretched wide